0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply. KMOX is at your service. Welcome to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline, sponsored by Allen's Tree Service. Now, here's your host, Mike Miller on KMOX. Yes, folks, we are
2: live and lively from Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center. That's on Firma Road, which is off Highway 79 in O'Fallon. Need some information, directions? Well, you don't really need them. Highway 70, just turn north on 79 and just keep going. You'll see firma. That's right by the water treatment plant. You turn right there. Just go down the road a little bit. And this garden center is absolutely fantastic. Here's the phone number, 636-272-5005. Now you know where we are. How's your landscape doing? Whoa, kind of damp your lawn, your garden, your houseplants. What's on your mind? Remember, this is your show. I'm here to help you make sound decisions. And healthy plants is going to mean a lot of work on your part, timing, and information. So if you do have any questions, call 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. The true brains behind this live and lively broadcast this week is Greg's back in studio. He's doing the producing. So when you call, he'll ask your name and where you're calling from. And then the This show is a real difficult show to do, and I understand that. So it's taking two engineers, Brian and Ryan. So the only way I can handle it is when the names rhyme. So Brian and Ryan are rhyming engineers. I'm Mike Miller, by the way. I've written five gardening books. Two are v- currently available at various locations. And during the week, I do something I call a walk and talk, where I come to your home, we walk around, I answer questions you have, and also keep my eyes, ears, nose, and whatever senses that I might have uh, alert to what might be you know impacting your landscape. And today, after the show, I'm headed to uh, highways, down Highway Z off uh, 70, and... Uh, into Wentzville. And uh, I'll come to your home, we'll talk. You can go to my website, MikeMillerDesigns.com, and on the homepage, there's an email address and a phone number. And the Good Gardening Stroll is brought to you by St. Louis Composting, 636 861 three three four four and what a coincidence broadcast last week from st louis composting it was raining i'm broadcasting from plant haven farms and it's raining whoa great april showers bring may flowers though and colorful foliage and much much more and you're going to see it all here at plant haven so take a ride out on a rainy day they don't care if it's raining or not they're still going to be here and you can turn into the parking lot nice smooth parking lot a few puddles here or there not but not too bad but the multiple layers of clouds each moving in all kinds of different directions there was no rain right then when we pulled, i'm sure when ryan and brian pulled in and then when i pulled in the rain had stopped but now it started up again birds were beginning to sing it's a beautiful day the breeze moves across and the the rhythm of the trees here on plant haven farms nursery garden center it was just nice to see purple martin houses yes There are a few vacancies, but there are some purple martins there. A team of yellow carts wait to fill your dreams as you come into the garden center. Hibiscus greets you, mandevilla vines, banana plants, black coral, calocasia. Yes, and a table full of alyssum. Edibles galore. Sign above the door says locally grown to thrive here. Boxwood, barberry, ferns. Four-foot-high rooster says hello as you head back through the plants. Hanging baskets sway in the morning breeze. Quonset houses, each with a different sort of theme, and uh, the garden center and nursery are backed up by Plant Haven's agricultural fields. So it's not just a nursery garden center. It's an agricultural place as well. So as you wander around, there are petunias with the flowers the size of tennis balls, There are, wow, perennials galore, cannas, lantana, plants with foliage colorful as a painter's palette, and coral bells ringing out, pots and flats and containers of all sizes. They custom make baskets here, too. And there's also fiber optic ornamental grass which lights the way. Sedum, roses, clematis, so much more, but I am out of space. Mike Miller, KMOS Garden Hotline, back after these messages.
1: Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline. Once again, here's Mike Miller on KMOX. Yes, folks, we are live and lively
2: from Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center on Firma Road. That's off Highway 79 in O'Fallon, 636-272-5005. Pauline just showed up, so I guess she can answer the phone if you want to call information-wise. But the plant material is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to be talking to her real soon. So if you do have any questions, 314 four three six seven nine hundred or one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. And also if you're into cats, there's a cat here. I've just found out his name is Cosmos. He was getting a little bored. Ryan was having to entertain him and everything else. So if you'd like to come out and play with a cat, you can do that as well as getting some plant material. So let's go to Ferguson, Missouri and talk with Paul. He's our first caller caller. Hi Paul. Yeah, Mike. Yes. Good, good wet morning. Yes. Uh I I had
1: five shoes in front of my garage, and they were in there for forty some years. And I took them out seven years ago, and I planted six new haws in between where the other ones were. Now they've been in seven years, and they haven't grown much. They get a little—they've got a little new growth on it now, but they're sort of thin looking. And for the last three years, they've been a little pale, pale green looking, you know. And I was wondering would fertilizing help that or what is the
2: problem? With well, fertilizer would help, but you probably didn't improve the soil enough when you put the new ones in. So the ones from 40 years ago were just a little bit tougher and they were able to handle the environment. These are, let's say, wimpier because they're, let's say, they're still tough. They're still the same genus and species or whatever. But if, you're, if they look thin and sparse and they're discolored, I would say you're probably better off to get rid of these improve the soil and then get some new ones as opposed to trying to bring these back but if you do want to f- try to bring them back probably your soil you know because it's probably up near your foundation of your house where these ha- happen to be planted the soil ph is probably a little bit too alkaline too salty so the you know, the ewes really need an acidic soil so you need to go to your favorite garden center and get some iron sulfate first i wouldn't fertilize them it's just like when people or pets or anything are not feeling well eating is not Necessarily the best thing to do, but getting them into an environment that they're going to feel you know more comfortable with the pH wise, do that first. See if you can get the needles to start greening up. Is not going to happen instantaneously, and just go from that standpoint. Then maybe think about fertilizing in the future, but get the soil back you know and sort of on track.
1: Okay, iron sulfate. Yep. Okay. And then what kind of fertilizer would it in the future?
2: In the future, you're going to get a fertilizer for acid-loving plants, and that will contain sulfur and that will contain iron as well as some other, let's say, micronutrients that, you know, evergreens really like. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Certainly. Good luck with that. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes we, you know, spend a lot of time working on plant material. You spend seven years with these, and they still haven't sort of performed like you wanted. Also, it could be variety-wise, you know, sometimes the varieties, where you get the plant material and things like that makes a huge difference. So, um, you know, you never know. Let's go to Frontenac now from uh, Ferguson. We're staying in the F's. And go to David's yard. Hi, David.
3: Yeah, hi, Mike. Um, I wonder if you've noticed, or at least on, on two very large silver maples that are probably 60 years old, I'm not seeing any seeds this year, no whirly birds, as I call them. Really? Have you noticed that? No. Yeah, none.
2: The one across By the street now? from me has a million of them, and they've just all fallen. And when I walk down you know, the Christie Greenway towards Snooks, there's a couple of uh, silver maples along there. They have had a huge amount. And this year, with uh, you know, the mild winter and everything else, they are just you know, prolific. So has your trees uh, are- been pruned?
3: No, no, no. These, these these trees are too big to prune These things are huge <laughs> and, and and, No, and and there is not a whirly bird on them And I know that because they'd be dropping by now Oh, absolutely But I've, I've, I've been in this house for 38 years And I've seen them drop And I've dealt with them, you know Blowed them off my deck and everything else But right. I don't have one You're kidding And these, No, not one So I I was thinking that maybe that Cold snap we had where it got you know down to twenty degrees after we had had the really warm early spring. I right. thought maybe that zapped them, and maybe it did zap mine. I don't know. I can't. I mean, the trees look healthy as heck. I mean, they're they're fully leafed out, and so at any rate
2: yeah but i mean just okay. you know sort of relish this day growing up in maple lane in ellisville where silver maples was our trees that was i mean we had gutters full we had them all over the place and everything else but the majority of the trees that i've seen so far this year have had prolific numbers of the helicopters or maple squirts
3: right well then i'm i'm unique
2: yep you're That's lucky
3: Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I hope it's a trend
2: <laughs> right you know? okay great
3: All right, good. okay thanks
2: yeah as long as the foliage looks good and everything else you're it's just perfectly fine now let's go to chesterfield and see what's going on in tim's yard hi tim how
1: are you doing today very good good uh, a couple quick questions siberian iris
2: they're starting to bloom can we divide those after they bloom I would probably wait until the foliage starts going a little bit downhill, so later on in the season. So you could certainly, you know, divide them because they're so tough and durable. But I just don't like to, you know, divide things while they could be building up, you know, energy for, you know, the upcoming years as far as, you know, flowering, growth, and everything else. So wait until fall and do it. You're probably— I mean, it's just, it's better off for per, the majority of plants to do it in the fall because the ground is warm, you dig them up, you chop them up, and by the ground being warm, wherever you relocate them to, the ground's warm, that's going to, you know, really encourage some root system growth, then they get to go to sleep for winter time.
1: Gotcha. And how, where do you buy milkweed plants? Um, I've checked around a, a bunch of smaller garden suppliers, you know, and... Um, Nobody seems to have them. Maybe they're not out yet, or do you know of any place?
2: I don't know. Just a second. Pauline, do you have milkweed? No. No, they don't have milkweed here. But (laughs) you could go to, like, Missouri Wildflower Nursery website. You can go to the Botanical Garden they have at the uh, Shaw Reserve, uh, you know, out in Gray Summit. They have a wildflower sale. So they're definitely going to have them there. Or there are you know certain garden centers that specialize in native plants, too.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Yep, good luck, and if anybody does have any questions, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. A couple weeks ago, I was crying, tears, trying to make it so the ground would get some moisture because everything was getting really, really dry. It wasn't impacting the plant material yet because they weren't actively growing all that much, but now with this rain... Thank goodness. It's really soaking the ground well, so uh, just watch out. Don't do too much you know, walking on lawn areas at least on the same area back and forth back and forth back and forth because you can really compact the soil when it's wet like this so just be cautious and conscious of those kind of things but uh, planting wise i've got some plants that i'm going to get from here i don't know what it's going to be like when i get home i don't know if i'm going to plant them today or not i haven't decided yet but uh, i generally don't mind being in the rain surprisingly i don't melt i'm not like the wicked witch of the north or wherever the wicked witch was from so i just go out and you know if it's raining it's raining so that's just kind of the way i was it was like when i was working at the botanical garden when it rained i could either hang out in the sheds or i could be out just doing stuff i always preferred to be out doing stuff so mike Miller, kmos garden hotline take a look at your house plants your landscape and everything else and uh, give us a call three one four four three six seven nine hundred or one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty again Live and Lively Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center on Firma Road off Highway 79 in O'Fallon.
1: This is the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with your host, Mike Miller, on KMOX.
2: Yes, folks, we are Live and Lively. Luckily, we're inside... Ryan and Brian, the engineers, they were smart. They put us inside rather than having us outside just in case it would rain and it is raining out here. Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center on Firma Road off 79 in O'Fallon. Pauline, the owner, the big executive, she's out checking some of her Quonset houses and everything else. I'll be talking to her shortly. If you do have any questions, 314, no, 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 636 272 Five zero zero five, and uh, they are open. So let's go to Kirkwood now, though, and go into Chris's yard. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I had a comment and a
3: question. The comment was there is uh, possibly some milkweed down at the Missouri Botanical Garden. Okay, great. Uh, they're having a uh, the St. Louis Herb Society is having their last day of their herb sale, and it's. I believe it starts at 9 o'clock, and all herbs are, I think, 50% off. So you might find some down there. Okay. Okay. uh, My question was, um, so I have some peonies, and they're not blooming like they did last year. Is there a reason why? Uh,
2: Generally, they have been really prolific as far as the flowering goes. Uh, If the foliage looks good and everything looks good? Yeah, everything looks
3: good, but I only have a few bulbs. Um, On the plant versus last year, there were half a dozen or a couple dozen of them, actually.
2: Yeah, I mean... I mean, plant materials. Even though we think they should be consistent year in year out, sometimes there's some quirky thing in the middle of you know the let's say bud formation or something along that line that throws them off. Like the gentleman I talked to earlier, it could have been related to you know temperature wise, you know rainfall. You just don't know. So just as long as they look good and they look healthy, go ahead and make sure they get fertilized once a month all the way up until let's say the first of. Uh, Let's say maybe July first. That would be the last fertilizing, and then when the foliage is done, you know, before it actually collapses, go ahead and cut it off. That should be mid to late September.
3: Okay, so so you recommend uh, fertilizing those uh, uh, flowers once a month? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, once a month, basically starting when the weather starts warming up. So, you know, each year is going to be different: April, May, June, and maybe July. But that would be pretty much it.
3: Okay, awesome.
2: Thank you so much. Yep, and now let's go to Taylorville, Illinois. We have not been there for a long time, and Gwen lives there. Hi, Gwen.
1: Hi, how are you? Very good. Um, hey, I, have a, I heard the gentleman just now give the tip, and I'll give another one. I'm a member of the Illinois Native Plant Society that the Central Chapter meets in Springfield, and their native plant sale is today Wow. from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Illinois State Fairgrounds in the Commodity Pavilion and i know they have loads of milkweed because they they collect their own seed and and start plants and things so great uh, diverse collection of native trees shrubs grasses perennials many of these have been grown at uh, star hill forest arboretum by guy sternberg so be a great place 9 to
2: 2 it sounds perfect and if people want to i
1: think they could probably if they need some direction they can just off of Uh, Sangamon Avenue in the fairgrounds, they could enter at gates 1, 7, or 11, and there should be signs to the commodity pavilion.
2: Well, that sounds great. Thanks for the insight. So if the guy's really wanting to have a
1: little trip on a wet day,
2: (laughs) 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 I guess he could come on up. Yeah, really. And it would be great if he could be behind a tractor-trailer the whole way (laughs) with all that spray.
3: Wouldn't that be fantastic?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Gwen. I greatly appreciate it.
3: All right. Talk to you later.
2: Okay, and now let's go to Karen. And Karen is in St. Louis. Hi, Karen.
1: Hello. I have a major problem. I have a very invasive plant. I think it's called Hytania. It's a green leaves that gets a little white flower, and it has runners that go forever and they go deep. And I've dug up and I've sprayed Weed Killer, and I wondered if you have any any idea how to get rid of this
2: basically it's probably chickweed's another name for it So, in essence, what you need to do is, in August, put a pre-emergent down. Because all those little white flowers have been just producing a huge amount of seeds. So, you can dig it. Yes, get rid of it that way. But just realize there's going to be some seed formation that has already happened. And they're dropped on the ground. There's no way, no herbicide is going to work on it until you put a pre-emergent down. And you want to put the pre-emergent down just as the seeds are germinating. So, it is a cool season annual weed and so consequently you want to put the pre-emergent down sometime mid to late August. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, and with any of these weed problems, just realize one year is not going to get solve the problem. It's going to you're going to have to stay consistent, persistent, and have to do it, a, you know, a couple different times. The spring, you know, putting it down, you know, the pre-emergent down in the springtime does absolutely nothing because it's already up, it's already growing. So pre-emergence only kills seeds as they're germinating. So Good luck with that, yeah, it's, I mean, there's been, this year was, has been an explosion of weeds all across the entire region, and my wife kind of likes violets, so a couple years I let the violets go, and, uh, oh my goodness, what a mistake. Now, <laughs> now, was, now, now when she's not a, plant. a <laughs> pardon me? I'm sorry, this
1: was actually a plant that somebody bought and planted. Oh, Really? Yes, it's not a weed. It's, I mean, it is a weed. It's a terrible weed. But um, hmm. I don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I, you know, I'm, then I'm completely wrong about that. I, you know, without seeing, can you send me a picture of it? Sure. Email-wise, just email me a picture, and then I'll let you know what it is and what's the best thing to do.
1: Okay. And who should, what's your address? Uh, just send
2: it. You know, my website is mike dot com. Just go there, and that will give you my email address. In that on the website. Very
1: good. Thank
2: you so much. Yep. Sorry, and sorry okay. for all my misinformation. <laughs> <That's okay>. all <laughs> I hope right. Steve Moore's not listening. He's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this garden hotline is over. Thanks, Karen. No, we listen to it
1: every week, so I appreciate your service.
2: Well, thank you. Have
1: a you. great day. Even yep. though it's liquid sunshine, have a great day.
2: <laughs> yes, And thanks for having me on your show. Now let's go to Althea, and Althea lives in Jennings. Hi Althea. Hi. Go ahead. Yes, I, I have a 15-inch pot and I have a shepherd rod. I would like to know how to secure it to keep it from falling over. Uh, ba- probably the best thing to do is go to your favorite garden center and get something called a peony ring. And just put the peony ring in there, and then that way you don't have to worry about staking, you don't have to worry about anything else. It can move and everything else, and that's you know, probably the recommendation I'd make. All right. Thank you. Yes, good luck with that. And peony rings are basically, some of the the old-fashioned varieties of peonies were grown for cut flowers. So they get really elongated, but the flowers are extremely heavy. So consequently, once they start opening, the stems can't hold the weight of the flowers and then they flop over. So that's the development of the peony rings. Some of the newer hybrids of the peonies, they don't get that long. They don't get the huge flower, necessarily huge flowers. So that's the difference. So the peony rings are, and some people use them for tomatoes. So it's just called a peony ring just because that just happens to be the name. So thanks, Althea. Now that's let's it. go to Kirkwood and in the Jean's yard. Hi, Jean. Hey, Mike. thank you very much for your
1: service. I'm calling because I have a bed of lilies of the valley, it's a very beautiful bed, mm-hmm. and it is uh, in, in that bed there are also hydrangeas, uh, rhododendrons and peonies, and the lilies of the valley are going up to the bases of those plants. I just wondered is that okay or should I clear them from under the, those plants?
2: Well, how fanatical are you? <laughs> no, they're you're, yeah. they're fine. <laughs> Basically, I would probably keep them a little bit away from the peonies because of peonies have a lot of fungus problems on the foliage. And so air circulation around them, uh, you know, could cause more of a fungus problem. But anything else, it's just a great ground cover. I mean, they're in flower right now or they've just finished flowering. So they're tough, they're durable. But any of those other plants have no problem with the peonies growing right up to the, where they're coming, the crown, basically where they're coming up out of the ground.
1: Great to know, and they have a wonderful fragrance. And, again, thank you very much for your show. It's
2: wonderful. Yeah, they have a great fragrance for sure. Yeah, the peonies, again, it's just because of the air circulation. That's why I don't like to, you know, know, advise people to put them too close to any place that's going to keep the air from flowing around it because they do have... Two or three different you know, Fungal problems on the leaves And ultimately those can impact the overall health So thanks a lot And Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline Back after these
1: messages Welcome back to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline Once again, here's Mike Miller on KMOX Yes folks, we are
2: live and lively At, uh, where are we? Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center On Firma Road off 79 in O'Fallon Let's see, the phone number, 636-272-5005. And uh, let's go to Tim, and Tim is driving on Highway 70 West. Hi, Tim.
1: Hi, Mike. Thank you for your show and service. Um, Any suggestions on how to get rid of uh, the wild violets uh, that are in flower beds? We spend hour after hour (laughs) pulling those uh, uh, stinkers out, but they uh, just... Can't seem to eradicate them. Yeah, basically,
2: I would take, you know, concentrated Roundup and it's, you know, just find a nice comfortable chair and just uh, paint the Roundup, squash the violet leaves, then paint some Roundup right onto the foliage. And that's probably going to be the best way. But it's still going to take a long time to get rid of them. They are vicious as far as producing seed. The flower produces seed, but they also have this little kind of, like, hood that's right at the ground level that pops out seeds, too. So it's just going to be a long, long, long involved process. But the Roundup, the, you know, on crushed leaves, the wounds, you know, allow the Roundup to be sucked in a little bit quicker.
1: Can, uh, can we, they're in beds that we would... Uh, typically plant annuals in uh, can you plant the annuals after the, that uh, roundup treatment
2: yes roundup deactivates when it hits the soil so it doesn't really do anything at all
1: okay so uh, uh, concentrated roundup yeah and so in other
2: words you know the concentrated just means it's going to be a little bit stronger so just you know get a jar a paintbrush and just paint it right onto the leaves
1: okay. Thank you very, very much. Yep. And
2: joining me right now is Pauline. Pauline, how are you?
0: I'm great on this beautiful day. Yes,
2: absolutely. Let me give you my credit card for the plants that <laughs> I am going to get be today.
0: You my only customer because <laughs> it's
2: so pretty outside. Do I, but so what's going on here?
0: Uh, well, we have been um, working hard at growing all of these beautiful plants. As right. you can see, they look better than they ever have. I think um, all the pretty sunshine that was... A couple weeks ago has really helped. Um, we started a new campaign on Facebook. So folks out there like us on Facebook, if that's what the term is. Um, and our, uh, Facebook campaign has brought in lots of new customers. So believe it or not, it really works. I wow. guess I'm just old enough to not know that, but, um, there you go. <laughs> uh, so things are good. We have great employees this year and lots of returning ones that I couldn't live without. Right, um, and, uh, Things are good. We so just need it, some good customers. Is the Olivet location open yet? Yes, it opened last Sunday. Okay. Um, and now with the rain, it's a little tricky staying open nine to five with right. people in the rain. So um, we sort of have weather hours. Don't you give them raincoats? We, rain we have umbrellas, we have it all, but it's still hard to be out there in the rain. And exactly. then if you get a little lightning,
2: it it's a little tricky. So I
0: haven't been mentioning the fact that uh,
2: where the location is in Olivet is ninety five twenty Olive in Olivet, and that's in the Olivet Bowling Alley. Yeah, it's so on the lot. Yes. yeah, west uh, west side of the park. Yeah, it's not in the bowling lanes. <laughs>
0: exactly. That'd be
2: a little difficult. But uh, yeah, I've broadcast from there actually last year, or maybe the year before as well. So. Exactly.
0: We've been. Um, this is our sixth season there. Um, our actually, we, this business started in nineteen eighty, but we took over uh, sixteen years ago. So I feel like I'm a little seasoned finally. Right. Um, you look very farm-like. I feel very farm-like. It's aging me. <laughs> and we are becoming a bigger farm. You met Cosmo, our cat. Yes. We have Daisy, the rabbit, and Penelope and Rosie are two pigs. Well, I look for the pigs. Are they behind the barn? Yes, they have a pig pen That's behind the I barn. Um, so and do you then, bring them out for walks? No, because they eat everything. So... People Those go stupid pigs. Like people go back for you know selfies and right. pet the pigs, but um, it brings a lot of people. People like pigs. Right. Uh, we also, you were mentioning earlier that we have our farmland. Um, this year, we're, I guess, sharing it with a farmer named John, and he is uh, growing lots of produce. He's going to sell um, under the name Plant Haven Farms at the Lake St. Louis uh, Farmers Market, mm-hmm. and he's also growing for a local restaurant and butchery, and um, he's a Great friend to have around, but we have questions about vegetables. Well, um, speaking of vegetables, we grow twenty-five different tomato plants and twenty-four different pepper plants, Yes. And, and people like tomatoes and peppers. I think right. I think gardening is still big. So
2: even though it's raining, you guys are still open, right? We're still
0: open. And like we said, we just had our first customer. Someone's on their way for a, for a perennial hibiscus. So um, let's cross our fingers and hope that the rain brings people.
2: Well, great. And perennial hibiscus really love wet soil. So exactly. that's perfect. It's
0: perfect. I know. They're thriving <laughs> out there today.
2: Well, great. Well, thanks, Pauline. Thank you. Yep. And uh, let's go to Gloria now, and she's in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Gloria.
0: Good morning, Mike. Um,
3: Hi. How are you? I have uh, huge bushes in the back that we want to have removed. They must be 10 feet high. They're wild. They're bad. So I want to replace it. uh, The gardener suggested something like boxwood, something simple. But how hard would it be if I had um, lilac bushes? Uh, are, are there lo- low lilac bushes? I've seen them around town in Springfield.
2: There are some smaller lilac bushes. And also now, is this area fully sunny because the lilacs need full sun?
3: Yes, it is sunny.
2: Okay, yeah. so I w- probably I wouldn't rush to do this, but I would go ahead and get the shrubs out that you want to get out of there.
1: Yeah.
2: you know, Get all the weeds under control before you, you know, put the lilacs in. So you may end up waiting till fall to plant the lilacs, but there are you know, smaller growing lilacs for sure.
3: And it's not hard to grow the lilac bushes.
2: No, no, they're pretty easy. But don't put them too close together. They're kind of like peonies from the standpoint that they really they get powdery mildew, which is a kind of a gray fog on the leaves later on in the season. So if you put them too close together, the air circulation is not quite as good. So consequently, you may end up with this. I mean, the foliage—it's more an aesthetic thing than it is actually help. You know, hurts the plant health. But, uh, you know, put plenty of space in between them. So, in other okay. words, however, I always tell people, however tall this is going to be, space, you know, use that spacing between each shrub.
3: Oh, I see. Okay, good. And one quick question about peonies. Um, I see I, I have some ants on it. It's a very tight bulb, at, uh, you know, plant at this point. Uh, my sister recommended soap. I mean, uh, plant soap for the ants. What do you think?
2: Well, you can do that. The ants are really not causing a real problem. The ants are climbing up to, to actually go to the flower buds because there is like a, a honeydew there, more or less, on the flower buds, and they're collecting that. Now, if the leaves are sticky or shiny, then you've probably got a problem with uh, aphids. But if it's just the ants, I wouldn't worry too much about it. You could go after them if you wanted to. But you're going to kill just a few of them because the insecticidal soaps have to be sprayed right onto the plant, onto the ant. And then there's, I mean, there's a whole colony of them close by. So you're just going to get more and more and more and more. I would say don't worry too much about it. When there's nothing that's you know, creating a food source circumstance for them, then they're going to go away.
3: Okay. All right. Thanks very much, Mike.
2: Yep. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, this year the ants have been prolific. I mean, as I've said for the last couple of weeks, the cracks in between the sidewalk, you know, around our house, we're on a corner, almost every expansion joint area is filled with ants. I mean, like three or four or five different, you know, f- colonies or at least, you know, piles of ant soil. But uh, so I just kind of let them go. Sometimes I get a little bit aggravated with them and I just flood them out. But that's pretty much all I do. They don't really do a whole lot of damage. You know, they mainly go in after some damage is done to the plants as a result of a disease or by other insects or those type things. But um, you're never really going to get rid of them. They're always going to be around. So we do have another hour right here at Plant Haven Farms and Garden Center. And uh, so if you do have any questions, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Again, Greg's back in the studio. Mike
1: Miller, I will see you after the news. The Voice of St. Louis. News Radio 1120 KMOX. KMOX HD St. Louis. 102.5 KEZK HD3.